Welcome to Mostly Max and Other Things. I am the aforementioned Max, and welcome to another week of this here thing. Um, I hope everyone is staying healthy and um, that they gorge themselves appropriately for Thanksgiving and all that other fun stuff, family bonding, blah, blah, blah. And let's jump into the nonsense. Sue, this dude from the uh, Oath Keepers, got binged for sedition just like everybody around January 6th should have. Well, basically they got found guilty, him and like four other conspirators or whatever. They got found guilty for, um, you know, plotting to overthrow the government because they like the results of of a fucking election. So yeah, they are looking at over 20 years and they are the first people in over 30 years to get binged for sedition. The last folks that actually got caught out here for that were a bunch of Islamic militants who were plotting to bomb stuff here in New York. So yeah, they basically were, he was trying to say, who me? I, I, I wasn't involved. Uh, I, I was, I was, I was led astray, but then they pulled out the text messages of him talking wild incendiary shit about, you know, mashing up things and killing cats and let's get them and all that type of stuff. So anyway, fuck them. They're going to jail. They should go to jail for all 20 of those fucking years. But if if anything that we've seen around anyone who's been involved in this thing, even though these guys went all the way up and apparently the people who got next on the same kind of charges are the Proud Boys dudes. But, you know... If we've seen anything, we noticed that most people ain't getting no real, real time for this type of shit. So I don't know if they're going to get the whole 20, but they deserve it if they do. And on to more fuck shit news, keeping it local this time. Clown Shoes, Mayor Clown Shoes here in New York is unleashing the police to forcibly put mentally ill people in hospitals. Allegedly. Now, apparently this dude is unleashing the cops to run up on people who are in the street, minding their business, whether or not they pose a threat to anyone else. Um, So it's kind of vague, but basically it's a way to sweep homeless people out of the trains, out of the streets, and hide them somewhere so people don't feel unsafe. Because, you know, the police with their lack of training and their quick triggers, what could go wrong? Because I know they're not going to, you know, come from a trauma-informed place when it comes to uh, harassing folks and forcibly putting them into mental hospitals. By the way, um, facilities that don't have enough beds for any of this, what they're trying to do. There's a really good thread on Twitter about it. Um, I'm going to um, share it with you. But basically... The king of stunts and shows is doing all this just so rich people don't got to see how them hoarding resources hurts regular people. And on that thread that I mentioned earlier, um, this woman, Rena, she goes by <laughs> Rena Mean <laughs> on Twitter. But she basically says at the end of the thread, I'm going to share it in the in the show notes so y'all can read it if you feel like it. Um, but she said that basically, which is where I came down on it. The fact that the solution is always more cops, more jails, more prisons, more detention, 
should tell us that maybe the people in power are not solving for something other than public health and public safety. So, yeah, that's going to be a shit show. It's going to be awful. And just the trauma and you know involved of getting pulled up on when you already live out in the street if that's the case you know and some cop pulls up on you to to manhandle you and possibly maim you and murder you you know to protect the public of course from mentally ill ill people when the math be telling us that most of the time people who are mentally ill are not a threat to anyone but themselves but you know it's part of the whole New York is a hellscape. Watch me make it pop with stunts and shows fucking nonsense that he's on. Because you know how people do better um, outside of sticking the cops on them? Providing them with the stuff that they need. Making sure that people have insurance so they can get their meds. Making sure that people are housed so that they don't got to be in the street. You know, shit like that. Stuff that's your actual job. But also, <laughs> that's not what he's interested in, obviously. So less interested in this job. He's heading off to Qatar. Is it Qatar? Qatar? Whatever. I'm saying it wrong. But he's going to the World Cup, y'all. Because, you know, he he's doing it, you know, for research. Scouting things out for New York's alleged 2026 bid for the World Cup. We don't need that shit. Keep it pushing. I don't want it. Um, Of course, conveniently, you know, he ain't saying who paying for that trip or why he even has to go at all he's probably just trying to get tips from the regime on how to suppress dissent so yeah that's the thing that he's doing he's the worst (laughs) he's the fucking worst bro um also also 17 people got binged for submitting fraudulent applications for small business association loans small business administration loans most of them which include Employees of the NYPD, go figure, uh, the Department of Education, the Department of Correction, the Department of Transportation, and the Administration for Children's Services. All of them suckers got, got picked up yesterday morning um, because they were doing stuff like putting up fake employees and, you know, fake businesses and taking their ill-gotten gains and shit and going shopping you know, buying, like, you know, cars and going on trips and shit with the ill-gotten gains. So, you know, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Cats all got hit with wire fraud, and some cat got hit with um wire fraud and identity theft. So now y'all done lost y'all good-paying government jobs so that you could flex for the gram, I suppose. Anyway... I'm starting to really think that the only people who were eligible for these motherfucking loans were scammers. Because, baby, my actual business could not get one. This week on the podcast, I actually have a guest. A very cool dude that I met through a good friend of mine a couple years back. His name is Jim Wiedemann. And we had a great conversation about his career so far and what he's looking to do and what the future of his career looks like and all that other fun stuff and of course the other things it was a great time i definitely enjoyed it and i hope you do too and it's coming up in two seconds (laughs) 
today on the podcast, I have someone who I met through one of my favorite people, the super talented actress, Tori Wilkins. He is a trained professional with a focus on media publicity, social media management, and PR. He is a very cool cat who is passionate about current events and LGBTQIA plus issues. Mm-hmm. Please welcome to Mostly Max and Other Things, Jim Wiedemann. Welcome hey. to this pod. Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course, of course. So let's just jump into it. Um, My first question, as always, (laughs) is what do you do and why do you do it? Well, um, you know, it's funny. These last two years, um, I've been working freelance and um, doing a lot of contract work. So I've been doing a lot of social media management and media publicity for a lot of startup companies. Mm -hmm. And um, I originally got into public relations because... um, um, public relations, public relations is like putting a spin on things. Mm-hmm. And as the youngest of 11, I've been putting a spin on things since I was like five years old. <laughs> so it comes naturally to me to like come up with a story almost immediately, like to make sense and to like get someone out of trouble, either myself or someone else. Right. So PR just made sense. And then, um, and then me, um, being a writer, like I've just been a writer since I was a kid. I, so, um, I've just uh, I've kind of gravitated towards media, social media management, and and um, yeah. Awesome. So, how did you get started in your industry, your chosen industry? Oh, um, I uh, was a late um, I was a late college student, so I was a non traditional student in my thirties. Mm. Um, so I did not go to college during my eighteen to twenty one phase. Mm. I was actually in retail management back then. Mm. I was a retail gay. So. <laughs> pretty standard of, of, of me to be that so I way so um but I was actually successful I was actually a general manager I was making like almost like 40 something a year being only 20 21 I was you know so I was like I don't need to go to college um but the service industry wore me out mm, I, I had people at me I had people call me everything in the book so I decided to go to college and um PR just made sense to me public relations made sense to me so like I said I've been like putting a spin on things my entire life and um I'm creative with it. So, um, yeah, it just, um, it made sense to me. I was almost an English major, but then they were like, well, what are you going to do with an English major? I was like, that's a great question. It's so funny how when people go to college, it's always like on like strategery in terms of what you never mind what you're passionate about so much. If you can finesse what it is you're passionate about into getting paid, but you always have to kind of go in there with the knowledge that you need to be able to get paid off of whatever it is you study because you're going into so much debt for it. It's it, and I feel like if they actually got rid of like the debt part a lot more people would do what they're really passionate about instead of doing these jobs that they're just doing because it pays well and they don't right. actually have any passion for it. And it shows in the quality of the work and the kind of the way they behave, especially if it's like a, uh, a like a client facing type of a situation. So yeah. like people always kind of just kind of, it sucks. People should really be able to, to get to the thing they want to do, the thing they're passionate about, because they're yeah. happier, you know? And I think yeah. that's part of why everybody's rebelling on the kind of work that they do now. And I'm saying that as an HR lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. That's absolutely true. Yeah. So actually, um, this time last year, I was actually working in upstate New York at a contract position, mm. uh, a upscale private 
lake resort in Lake Racket, New York called mm. Cora. Mm. Yeah. It uh, was built in 1905. It was, it's, it was uh, the most interesting place I've ever been. It's, I don't know if it's five star, but um, it's on a thousand acres, private property mm. with six homes, uh, boathouse, boats. Wow. Uh, it comes with chef. Um, and yeah. it's $21,980 a night. So uh, <laughs> it was the one percenters. And that was Eat the, the one question I asked. Put like, them on the menu. It's like, well, I have to be interacting with the guests. And they were like, I know, no. I was right. like, oh, God. No, that's right. That was so funny. I'm like, I am not not going to be talking. And once you get to a certain age, you just don't have the the range for any of that nonsense. Like I'm very quick. Like the cool thing about being a a contractor is like you're in it, but you're not of it. So like you're not an employee. So when people like try to do the crappy things they try to do to the, to their employees, to you, you're like, excuse me, beloved. (laughs) No. Yeah. This face, this voice, these eyebrows that like, you know, go up and down by themselves. I whirl my eyes without my knowledge so they can, you know, I'm very, I can, you know, they can read when I'm, you know. Oh yeah. I don't have a poker face either. It's, it's a dead giveaway. What's going on? I, I yeah. just, I, I, <laughs> I did it recently on a call with a, um, a new client who's uh, a piece of work. I'll leave it there. But <laughs> the Zoom was a very interesting Zoom. <laughs> I know I was giving it all away. You were giving it all away. I gave I it all away. My tone. Like, I don't like his tone. I was like, it's oh, like, oh, this talking to me like he doesn't have any sense. Okay, I'm going to be quiet because I'll blow this thing up. Right. <laughs> I would destroy yeah. the whole opportunity. So let my husband take the lead on this one. Oh my God. All right. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what do you hope to achieve? Like, what is the final form for your career? What does it look like? Gosh, um, you know, like, um, you know, it's really sad. After these two years, I'm pretty basic. I'm just looking for long-term stability. That sounds so stupid, but like- No, it doesn't. Like, That's a lot of like, people. Trying to find long-term stability, but then also be able to do my side hustle. Like I want to, um, I have two books that I want to write and then I have this podcast that I want to start. Mm-hmm. So I want to be able to be, stable in that job, whether it be media or, or uh, social media, but I want to be able to do my side hustle as well on the weekends and stuff. I hear that. Yeah. Something yeah, I have I mean, freedom. Yeah. You know, it's it's definitely the the goal for most folks, right? Like to be able to, and even better to make that side your main, you know, like the talent always kind of floats to the top. Well, not always. We can, we can see right. that <laughs> very clearly especially amongst the people who get elected to positions of authority. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this primary was rough. So I just, you know, I kind of tapped out on a lot of things because I feel like the last two years have been so draining in terms yeah. of like, I don't have any more reactions to really give anymore. No. Like nothing is surprising anymore. Nobody's original. Everybody's going to the same well about some bullshit and it's always like okay and it's like oh we need you to come save us from ourselves and then you do it and then everybody's kind of like oh thank you so much i'm gonna go back to the shit that's not good for you (laughs) until next term next term they made the prediction too we're all going to become numb to it too you know because that's the that's the hope too they want us to do that and i I feel like i'm sliding towards that they want us to not um, really 
have any feelings about things um but it's it's just a lot to like it's just a constant factory of nonsense and it's like well that's the thing that happened (laughs) yeah it's um I mean, I tell people that I have PTSD from the uh, Trump administration and they like kind of laugh and I'm like, it was pretty traumatizing, you know? It was uh, on a regular uh, basis was, to, to constantly was, be yeah. under attack, you know? Yeah. Like, what are we going to get lose today, you know? Like, right. Oh my God. And <laughs> global embarrassment. Oh my God. I mean, there's Tourism so much. Is down, like, yeah, who would come here? Lot. Like, this planet itself is like garbage. Like, <laughs> like what? No, why are we still here? It's garbage. <laughs> So well, I'm not anywhere with Jeff Bezos though, so that's for oh, sure. God. Like, but well, you know why they're doing all of that. They think they're gonna they're gonna populate some new planet. So after they finish fucking this one up, they can hop on their dick shaped ships and slide off into the atmosphere or whatever. And no, because <laughs> no, it is such a great thing when they stole this country, you know, from the indigenous people. Right, and I don't think it's going to go down. There are probably other folks out there that they haven't gotten to yet, and I do not believe by any stretch of the imagination they're just going to walk up and plant a flag and be like, "This is ours now." And no, no, there's not going to be any pushback. They're stupid. <laughs> it's not going to happen. I know. They it's are stupid. They are so stupid. And it's we're finding out more and more every day just how stupid they, they're just rich. Just just rich. They're not smarter than you. They're oh. not more accomplished than you. They just have money. <laughs> they're mildly sociopathic, but you know other than that. Of course, you know. of course. Because you know, they really do believe that the wealth bestows to them a higher level of intelligence. Um uh being like they really think that because they are rich they're somehow better because they've allegedly worked harder for it and most of them just woke up rich most of them like oh i started my 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 company in a garage i was like it was a garage filled with like really luxury cars though (laughs) or it's um you know trump uh trump said that his father left him a you know a million dollars or something like that or something it's like oh he left him more than that he squandered every dime (laughs) <laughs> it's not starting your own business buddy right. it's like i had a small a small loan from my dad for five million dollars <laughs> him and kylie jenner yeah they're just like small self-made yeah small oh. business owners self-made oh. that's hilarious to me but ppp they, qualified PPP i couldn't qualified. get one of those but they did <laughs> i thought about it but i was like you know what no it's gonna come back and bite me yeah, so. I mean, so many scammers got on, and and yeah. and on top of that, all of those loans were forgiven despite the scamming. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was yeah. nice. That I was a good me. one. I mean, I we were eligible for a disaster relief loan, but we got to pay that back. That one was not forgiven, so that was oh, nice. Right. So yeah, good good stuff. Oh, yeah, um, <laughs> getting back on task. <laughs> no. no, we can do it. We can do it. We can do it. Uh, what advice would you give to someone who is interested in what you do? Um, I know. Let's see. Um, you know, because I was in the co-op program when, when I was at University of Cincinnati. And so I was just telling um, like other students because they were younger than me. And I was just like, you know, just, um, you know, just um, be honest with yourself and, um, you know, do the best you can. And, um, you know, if you stop loving what you do, then stop doing what you do. You know what I mean? Like, um, I don't know. Just like. I've had, I've had so many like um, 
careers in my life that it's hard to like that it's hard to say that I'm actually like now like turning 41 and I'm actually starting another new career so it's just like yeah I mean so but that's also proof that there's no age limit on what you want to do no absolutely not I mean I can't run for government or anything so (laughs) I don't have the range (laughs) from 125 years ago that would be brought up so I'm not I'm not minty clean and fresh so I'm not, I'm, I am, I would like to say I am. However, I am still a black lady. They'll find something. <laughs> My, it was so, just so stupid. So. Okay, I, I mean, know. I'm going to be 48 this month. So like, do whatever you want. Yeah, do whatever you want. That's do why I decided to start the podcast and that, write that children's book that I, actually, I wrote this children's book when I was in fourth grade and I won an award for it. So now I'm just going to ah. actually put it you know to I love it yeah I love it there's no there's there's definitely um never going to be a point where it's like nah kids don't want to read books like there's always some kid who's sitting in the corner right now reading a book and getting yeah. their lives so they're nerds yeah absolutely yeah. and you know sometimes not even they just like reading I mean I, I was kind of a nerd but that's besides the point I did also just like reading <laughs> I was too I was an accelerated reader at, you know mm-hmm. in school Me so too. they were giving High school, high school books in um, mm-hmm. fifth grade. Then I yep. college textbook. Fifth and sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember reading yeah. the New York Times, like sitting on the New York Times and reading it when I was like three or four. So yeah, it was just something. I was an only child for a little while, so like that was the way I amused myself. And then my parents broke up, and kids, 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 kids. kids. <laughs> Yeah, no, I know. My, I know all about it. My family, I'm the youngest of 11. So, <laughs> kids. so right. and in middle school, my mom gave me textbooks, college textbooks for abnormal psychology, developmental psychology, sociology, and psychology. So nice. I look back and I'm like, no, that's like a fucking hellion in middle school. Man, those teachers hated me. So I know you were so, like absolutely like, counseling them without nine. their permission. <laughs> I was uh, the high definition of precocious. I was like, oh my God. Was... I called my teachers by their first name. I was a nightmare. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. I could not imagine. <laughs> yeah. Imagine a seventh grader being like, Gail, why am I meeting in your office? I was like, honey, I have things to do. It's lunchtime. <laughs> I'm supposed to be at recess right now. Why are you wasting my time this way, Gail? <laughs> rather places right now you've got so many other bad students to work on i'm i'm fine like i'm great so, <laughs> yeah, I was, too. I was a reader too so. yeah and that, yeah. that's it's it's like the purest little thing like your your imagination someone can help like build that out so that's that's dope sue um so, let's see for my fifth yeah. question what fifth was question. the worst job you've ever had Oh my gosh. You know, like um, when I was uh, in jail um, for my second DUI, I was in there for like 25 days and my friend was like, you know what you should do? You should write down every job you've had and that'll take you forever. So um, I remember being like, uh, not, I was 30 and I counted up to like, I had already had like 40 jobs by the time I was 30. So Holy shit. Yeah. So anywhere from like retail to hospitality to, um, yeah, to um, events planning for uh I mean, so what was my worst job? Oh my gosh. You know, God, I can't even, I can't even, I've had so many, like, 
I mean, they weren't terrible, but like they were terrible because I was getting constantly like yelled at and, uh, you know, I worked at a car rental company and I had somebody throw a briefcase at me. And Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, that's a funny story in itself. He started doing mime. Oh my God. That guy, What? I stressed him out, man. I was like, man, yeah, because he had an expired license and I was just like, he was like, I have 30 days. And I'm like, dude, it's been over 60, you know, like, I'm like, <laughs> I can read. This is expired. And he was like, you forget, you're like, he's like, you got me suffocating. I feel like I'm in a box. And he started oh, doing shit. And I was like, <laughs> like what did you even say to that? Box. Somebody I started doing moomenshans in the middle of the damn office. What do you do there? Like, Sir, I am so sorry that I've made you feel that you are suffocating a box, but it is never good to do mime in public. Every, anywhere, ever, at all. And, and my hands are tied. And then I went like that in front of him. And then he was just like, he lost it through his briefcase. <laughs> oh my God. My GM came out he was Australian. So he was mocking his accent. Oh, oh no. Yeah. I'm just like, that's the second book that I want to write actually is um, it's a memoir, but it's going to be every chapter is going to be one job and every job is going to be one or multiple crazy stories. I would like that very much. <laughs> I would like to read it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I fed everything. When I worked at Weston, like, Queen Latifah, I sketched her out because I knew her for her, I knew her name. Right. So, um, they were like, how did you know her name was Dana Owens? I'm like... Everybody knows her name is Dana Owens. I've been listening to R&B and hip-hop since I was 14, and I watched Living Single when I was a kid. And, um... <laughs> but she wasn't registered under Dana Owens, so she was... Okay. It was just like, so I've had a lot of, I've had a lot of experiences. I can't, I can't think of one that was like a real nightmare though. I mean, somebody throwing a briefcase at you is pretty high on the list, I would say. Yeah, that was, that, that was national. And then um, I learned that, you know, black Amex holders, they are assholes. That's what I learned working at the West End. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you know, any kind of signifiers. Yeah. You already know what it is. You I come already in. know entitlement up to here oh yeah the swimming and the stuff so you can imagine i worked in pr basically but it was like um financial pr so it was like mm -hmm. investor relations so imagine being in a room full of douchebags <laughs> entitled <laughs> job entitled right. douchebags like right. people who are in their position only because they were in the same fraternity as somebody they were in the same um college or they didn't even go to the college at the same time they just went to the same college um they were somebody somebody um a whole lot of you know uh so-and-so's dad grandpa uncle sits on the board of blue chip yeah. company or whatever and now you got to deal with their stupid ass who can't know how they who don't yeah. know how to do anything no. so that was that was fun <laughs> being carried by someone else you know you know right where they, they don't know how to do the barest of minimums and, yeah, you know, yeah. somehow yeah, someone I, told them you did and then they were in your face all the time asking inane questions. And then you had to pretend that you were rolling your eyes out of your head every time they came by. Yeah, no, it's true. I, I couldn't have a fake, I couldn't fake my way through that relationship. It's very couldn't hard. Do, yeah. <laughs> it was very difficult. Yeah, no, I've had, I've had every kind of job, you know, like... I, I mean, like when I was at UC, I did, um, they used us communication students to run the uh, Twitter page for our music festival here. So 
the first year was great. The second year, I was trying to be jokey. They oh, didn't like no. My oh, no. It didn't like my jokes. Not the, not the jokey tweets. <laughs> yeah. I was like, um, I said, like, um, hey, girl, put your shoes on. This is um, Bunbury, not Coachella, you know, <laughs> like that. Like, hey, girl, what are you doing on that tree? Um, hey, guy in your 50s, quit talking about your divorce, you know, like, pirate. <laughs> I read how Chill Preppers is on. We don't want to hear about your divorce. Buddy. <laughs> it's like, you, you know, gotta like, get over it, Tom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when people social media, I was just like, I have to stay professional and like not. Right. I mean, because you know, the you know, it, there's mixed, there's there's mixed, it's a mixed bag. Some, some, you know, some media, some social media managers nail it. And then there's the guy who tries to use like, you know. AAVE in their in their tweet and all of us are just kind of like what is this guys what are we doing here like this sounds like you're washed and you don't have any black friends please we don't need it just tell us what the thing is how much it costs and put a link and let's go we don't need rappers we don't need (laughs) we don't need it keep it simple (laughs) like just keep it simple dummy (laughs) keep it simple nobody needs complexities Right. Um, yeah. All right. So my final question, final what was question. your best job that you've ever had? Um, you know, my best job actually is, was one of my retail jobs. And I look back on it. It was, it was so easy, but I feel like if they called me tomorrow and asked me to um, work some high management position, I would do it. It was that sunglass. Ad. I know that sounds so really? easy <laughs> because it had a niche clientele. True. So, you know, you had customers that would come in and they wanted to spend $600 on a pair of Chanel glasses. So like, I didn't have to really do anything. The only thing that I would do is like, if they tried on glasses that looked bad, I would take them off their face and be like, let's try something else. And they were just like, oh, this, you know, this is the wrong shape for your face. Um, so like that job was so easy. And um, that company is, you know, still thriving after all these yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. And that was, that was in retrospect, that was the easiest job I've ever had. Like. Just, you know, selling, I mean, I don't have to sell one pair of sunglasses for to meet my sales goal. Oh, wow. I mean, because it's such a specific thing, because I remember they had a um, a sunglass hut. I think I went in there like once. And yeah. I, there was, there, this is, I can tell you what the time was. There was a Swatch store right next to it. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Right. And they, the Swatch store did more business than the sunglass hut. But they always yeah. had great stuff in there, but the stuff was also like stupid, stupid price. So I was like, that leaves me out. I'm going to go down to the $5, whatever, and get myself some some shades that are probably terrible for my eyes. <laughs> I mean, it was it was a niche market and people would come in and they're like, I'm here for Gucci's. And I'm like, all right, well, there they are. And they're like, okay, I'll take it. I'm like, wow, that was a really tough sale. Best kind of sale I, I think i'm usually that that customer you don't have to do a whole lot i usually no. know what it is i want and i'm like the you know if there's a thing i thought that i wanted and then i see something else that's better i'll be like i'll take that one instead and they'll be like no problem yeah and looking back at sunglass hut if they asked me to be like a, a corporate trainer and just set up new stores all across the country oh my god i would i would do that but but yeah that was my dream that was that was the easiest job i ever had that was the it was fun. It was retail. The rest of the retail was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, retail in general. And I remember when I was a teenager, I wanted so desperately to work at the Gap. I feel like I've probably dodged a bullet. I mean, because the yeah. Gap was it. Because, you know, polka dot shirts, 
you know, it was running the 90s. I think it was still the gap back then. And I just wanted to work at the gap. That's yeah, all I wanted. Early 2000s, early 2000s. For me, it was the mid, it was like the 90s, 90s. Like in 90, right. the only place I wanted to work was the gap. Where did I end up working? KFC. Okay. <laughs> but the, what worked. did I do with my paycheck? I took it to the gap. <laughs> I worked at Old Navy, which is like the bottom tier of that company. And I was but lightweight, the best part of it, because the pricing at banana is just nonsense. Like even the sales, I'm like, are you stupid? This right. is a regular shirt that looks just like the other shirt that looks just like the other shirt at your, right. your tiered pricing stores like it looks just like something i could get at the gap or something i could get at old navy but you want me to pay you three times the price but the quality is not much different please leave me no. alone no way <laughs> yeah i remember back in the day the gays would think that was like you know top notch like, you're 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 at the top notch of the gap company all right like slow your roll know your role come on now it's the banana republic it's oh the funny thing too, because it's all so homogenous. Even though I will not lie, when I was in the, the first games. time I went to, was it Ohio or was it Pittsburgh? I want to say it was Ohio. I want. I think the first time I went, no, I'm lying. It was Pittsburgh. I ran amok at the airport at the Gap in the airport because they mm -hmm. had the big sale. And it was like a mall in the airport and I had time. So <laughs> I went shopping and I came up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can tell that was totally awesome. Yeah, back in the day, I don't know if you remember those stores, but I worked at Merry-Go-Round. Do you remember that store? Oh yeah, Merry-Go-Round. Like the, the mall stores. Yeah, the mall, I don't know. And I worked at DJ's, which was like a Merry-Go-Round store, but it was a suit store. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> D-J-A-I-Z. Yeah, nice. Chess King, Chess King, Jay Reagan. Chess King. Oh, wow. I remember Jay going in there. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my that, God. Yeah. yeah. The, oh, the, that was when mall culture was like. Yeah, that's when malls were. And I was a city girl, so there wasn't like a lot of mall action for me, but like I could get on a bus and get to a mall. But mm -hmm. that was the time, man. People going yeah. down to the, I mean, you know, for some people, it was the Orange Julius. I think when I went to the mall, everybody kind of congregated at like the different, whatever it was like the walk and roll or um, mm -hmm. what was that place that everybody liked? Or the arcade, if there was an arcade. No, I don't think there were any arcades in the malls, but well, we would yeah. go for specific things. Like, you know, there was a mall near my college at the time at the South Street Seaport and it had the top three in there. It had the Express, it had a Victoria's Secret and it had a Bath and Body because you know they're the same company, so they're always in the same area. Or and a limited. Gotta have the limited. The first so. retail that I had was actually Wilson's Leather. Whoa, that's yeah. an old school throwback right there. It's not even Peter would not approve of that story. Anymore. Oh no, it the way it smelled in there. Jesus would come Christ. in there and be like, we just came in to smell your store. I'm like, all right, well. Please leave. <laughs> you're being a creep <laughs> yeah and then i got recruited um to um express and then i got recruited to american eagle Ooh. yeah that's my claim yeah, to express fame. was my yeah. jam express yeah. was my jam express and unlimited were my jam in undergrad like like when i yeah. wanted to be fancy 
I went down to the express to see what body con dress I could pull. <laughs> yes. It's and I had the credit card too, which is the biggest scam running. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. But high you could interest. shop at the different shore, the, the high interest rate. Oh my God. And the low, low frigging, like they, the, the, the credit limit was a joke. Yeah, it was. It was like $400 or $500. It wasn't even that much, but. No, I made it work yeah. though. But I made it, I made it work. Keep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that was my last yeah. question. You made it. <laughs> you made it to yeah. the end. So where Needed can the to people, get it in. You had to. Um, yeah. Where can the people find you? What What are you working um, on? Um, well, I'm on Twitter and I'm on um, I'm on Instagram for and, as long as Twitter lasts. <laughs> and I'm actually I'd be, I haven't really noticed that much of a change on Twitter you know like I don't know just like, stupid stuff like now they've split up all stuff, my mentions I mean, into like um patrol you know Twitter's always been full of trolls so you know like, oh yeah yeah, know. yeah but there were some people who definitely seen an influx of abuse since uh old musty took over oh musty I mean it just annoyed me the whole thing whole annoyed me because I was like uh, why can't they just say like we're not for sale <laughs> we're not for sale no they wanted to punish him for talking shit he wanted to shit post and they were like oh really and also he was willing to overpay that shit was wildly overpriced and his stupid ass was talking out of his ass and he had a lot of you know saudi money helping him because he's an op he's stupid he don't know he's an op but he's an op um and he had a lot of saudi money supporting it like 50 percent of that joint is the saudis now and that yeah. works out great for them so they can go after people who don't like the crown. So Yeah, with the likes of Jared Kushner. Ah, um, yeah. My Twitter is uh I just changed mine, but they're they're really unique. Mine's J What, which is J W H A H H T. That's my Twitter, J What. J What. And then my Instagram is um J Dubs187. So it's J B B S one eight seven on the other. Oh, yeah so um and j-dubs just comes from my initials and the fact that i used to dj when I was nice well, another job <laughs> sitting on dubs nice yeah i'm too working security at like those like rave and private party events and um, oh wow electronic music festivals kicking nice. people out getting nice. to yell at people god people love those kinds of positions there is this like it feels like to me that a certain kind of personality gets attracted to those positions, but not like, you know, the people who just like, all right, I'm, I'm here to, I'm just here to get paid. La la, everybody just, please don't OD in front of me. Please don't maybe call the people that'll pick you up and throw you out of here. But then there's the people who are like, I have my tiny sliver of power over you and I'm going to run a fucking muck. You know, those guys, always a good time going it's to always a function with them. <laughs> well that's where i'm at i um yeah and you know I'm, I'm i'm always deactivated on facebook and um i'm not on anything else i'm not on not on stuff yeah just instagram and twitter gotcha yeah mm. i mean after a while it won't even be that <laughs> no, especially with the way meta is running instagram so. oh my god they've ruined they everything like they bought things just to destroy them because they couldn't figure out how to rip off the thing so they just bought it and dismantled it and they got yeah. it for like a song too and i don't think they spent that much money on on getting instagram out from under the founders that's so. that's terrible too so. yeah yeah what? it's the worst it is the worst 
But anywho, I'm glad anywho. we got together. Finally got this yeah, done really. after I many attempts. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yes, this was such a good time, and you're welcome back anytime. You know that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. We can talk more <laughs> about you know, social pop culture things. You know, absolutely. We can have a specific episode just for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, excellent. You know, sounds like know. a plan. And when you run, when you launch yours, I am happy to be a guest. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna be. I mean, I uh, I plan on doing like LGBTQ sex positivity, but then one day a week it's gonna be called Hot Goss. I'm just going to be talking about pop culture news and things I'm like in that. There. Holla at hot, me for that. <laughs> hot goss. Hot goss. So, I'm into it's just going to be a prize. Yeah. I'm into it. Well, thank you so much yeah. for being on the show. I really appreciate it. And that was my chat with Jim Wiedemann. It was a good time. And I hope you guys enjoyed it because you know I did. So now let's get in to these key takeaways. My one key takeaway really for this week is if you're writing long, terrible posts on IG or FB about your significant other on, a, you know, an anniversary or she finally had a baby or something like that for you and you're talking about how much you put her through and how she should have been left you while very publicly smashing your coworker, just get divorced way easier. I'm just saying. Of course, I'm talking about known cornball TJ Holmes, who got aired the fuck out <laughs> for fucking his co-worker on Good Morning America, Amy Robach. I think that's her name. I don't know. Anyway, Mance was clearly trying to get caught because baby, the Daily Fail newspaper fucking had all the pics of him, all the pics, all of them of him gripping up her non-existent yeeks in public, holding hands and shit, nuzzling the bitch at the fucking bar. I mean, in crystal HD clarity, yo. I mean, look, for that, just don't embarrass your wife. Don't embarrass yourself. Old girl is married too. She is also married, by the way, yes. And she's married to old boy from... um from Melrose Place. What's his name? Andrew something. Andrew, whatever. I forgot. But, mm-mm, honey. Also, also, old girl got with Andrew, what's his face, from, from Melrose Place after she cheated on her first husband and married Andrew, what's his nuts? So, another lesson. More often than not, chances are, if they was cheating with you, they gonna cheat on you. <laughs> But boy, I mean, these pictures, I mean, they put dates and shit. They put, yo, he was smanging that ass from like as recently as Monday. So like, bruh, just, just, just get, you could have just gotten divorced without all of this rah-rah. Now you're definitely going to get divorced and your wife is feeling to clear you. And his wife is really, really pretty. So like, you know, it just goes to show that it's not really so much about, you know, whether or not your woman is fine or your man is fine and more about access, opportunity, and the will to be scummy. So that's my key takeaway for this week. And that is also it for this week's Mostly Max and Other Things. As always, 
keep washing your hands, keep wearing your masks, because people are getting laid out in these hospitals, y'all, and the winter's finna be wild. Go get that booster, y'all. Stop playing. Don't get caught out here lacking. Um, keep the Purell on decky. Keep spraying your stuff down, because everybody's dirty. Um, and as always, keep taking care of yourself and take care of others. And I'll be back next week. Music